This is Hot Tech with Jan Vermeulen. It's just going... It's just going, thanks Craig, just going eight minutes to six o'clock. Pamonti's got a full update at the top of the hour, news update that is. But before that, joining me on the line now is Jan Vermeulen, editor of My Broadband. Jan, great to always have you on board. Thank you for joining us it's once again. A, it's a pleasure to be here as always. <laughs> yeah, Jan. Okay, quite a few things we need to unpack this afternoon, so I'm going to randomly go through it. Um, I see Arta, the first subject, Arta is dealing with this matter at the moment. They are questioning this issue of power ships versus home solar installations, the best value for 218 billion. So, okay, so the Arta issue is for another discussion, but what's going on here with this issue? Yeah, so this is uh, us, actually. Um, so we wondered, hang on a second, mm-hmm. if you take 218 billion rand, which is what the power ship deal is rumored to cost, right, and you instead pour that into mass rollout of home of, of rooftop solar right. in South Africa. What happens? And um, and it's it's a it's a trade off. So so firstly um, you'll be able to if you just roll out solar panels, mm-hmm. you'll be able to generate far more electricity over time, over ten uh, and and then we went like I think over twenty years. Because right. that's how, how long they're gonna sign this car powership contract for. Okay. Um and, and in fact then what we do is we we um look over ten years and then we do like a a mid a mid term uh, battery upgrade and, and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. so like our, our comparison was was quite involved. But the the, the trade off is if you just roll out solar panels, right, you get no electricity at night. Right. Okay. So, whereas the power ships can give you electricity night and day, and it's the same amount, they can effectively shave off one stage of load shedding and a bit. Right. Okay. But if you if you roll out solar, mm-hmm. um, so if you roll out just solar without batteries, you can shave off like, I think it's like over ten stages of load shedding. Um, during during the day, at night you still have a problem, but during well, the day right. okay. you can you can it, it it's a massive help. But now you combine that with batteries. So we we looked at three different scenarios. One okay. where we look at just solar, then at solar with batteries, mm-hmm. and then at a solar and battery system, but with double the amount of solar panels, so that we can pump excess capacity into the grid, right, uh, for neighbors and stuff to see how that how that pans out. And uh, um, regardless of which of the two solar with battery uh, options you choose, mm-hmm. you can probably save like five stages of load shedding as opposed to just one. Okay. Right? Now, there's still a challenge at night because you'll only be able to help for about four hours um, oh. and then the batteries run out. Okay. Right? Um, so, so, so there, there is, there is always that trade-off with the batteries, but it's, it's about, um, what you want to do at the end of yeah, the day. It's, it's quite um, a, it's quite a decision. It's quite a nitpicking decision to, you could say. It's quite an, an in-depth decision. Unless you get and, and the batteries that last longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and also at the, the, at the end of those 20 years, um, for our 218 billion, if we go with the power ships, right. we own nothing. But if you've invested in solar, you own that solar infrastructure and you can build on it and upgrade it, right? So, so there's, there's softer, um, aspects to this as well that, that aren't necessarily reflected in rands and cents. Sure. Um, that one, that one must consider. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, it's certainly on the, on the face of it, 
uh, putting 218 billion into rooftop solar is better long term. Sure, indeed. Than uh, dumping that money into um, power ship gas power ships would be. Oh, that's where um, we. That doesn't mean that, that there's no room for gas power mm-hmm. ships, but certainly I would not recommend signing a 20-year contract sure. for. Uh, for a system that's meant to be emergency power. Well, indeed. Thanks for the heads up on that, uh, Jan. Uh, certainly food for thought. So now that uh, the crossroads, the energy crossroads that we find ourselves, where to go now and what to do. Uh, yeah, great advice, great insight that you gave on that one. Uh, I've got a few... Uh, other topics I want to talk to you about. I'm just trying to choose which one would be the best now to go for. Uh, Netflix uh, launching this new premium features. What's happening here? Yeah, let's talk a little bit about Netflix. So there's hmm. two there's two major stories from Netflix in the past week. The one is their continuing rollout of their feature set to ultimately crack down on password sharing. And the second one was the rollout of spatial audio mm-hmm. on their top end premium plan. So, so just to remind people, you get in South Africa, you get Netflix mobile, basic, standard and premium. Right. Mobile is 50 rand a month, basic mm-hmm. 100, standard 160 and premium 200 rand a month. Okay. Now on that premium plan, mm-hmm. they've rolled out this spatial audio feature, which, um, essentially what it does is um, on selected titles that are kind of um, predisposed right. to this kind of technology. So, um, for example, they they highlighted Stranger Things, The Watcher, Wednesday, Knives Out, and uh, they also highlighted a couple of new titles: You, mm-hmm. Your Place or Mine, Luther, The Fallen Son, right. and Tour de France. They they they're rolling out this technology that that's uh, like a alternative to Dolby Atmos. And, and the reason that's significant is because, um, not, not everybody has, um, ne- has necessarily the, the TV set or the audio set okay. that supports Dolby Atmos because uh, Dolby Atmos requires that the manufacturer pay a license fee mm-hmm. to include Dolby Atmos technology in, okay. in their TV set or speaker setup. Um, whereas Netflix's spatial audio system right. will give you like simulated surround sound. Right. It's not true. It's not necessarily true surround sound. They can give you surround sound over normal stereo speakers, or mm-hmm. it's something that sounds like surround sound over normal stereo speakers without the need for a Dolby Atmos license. So yeah, uh, okay. for the audio files out there, I thought that could be. Uh, something quite exciting that's rolled out to, to Netflix in the past week. And isn't it more versatile? There's more platforms like, for example, you, can you get this on your phone and your laptop, that kind of thing? It's, okay, it can expand. Um, it can expand into that, into that arena. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, you can actually get this like while you're just watching. Look, you'll have to have a, a relatively high quality phone speaker setup, but right. yeah, all of a sudden you can get almost surround sound quality out of just your phone or your laptop or your tablet, sure. um, which is which is pretty exciting. So it's mm-hmm. not just limited to um, to your TV set. Jan, you know, <laughs> it's crazy. I wanted to unpack a few more issues with you, but uh, I've just noticed that we are, we, we've run out of time. Unfortunately, we can't take uh, our discussion any further, but hopefully we can possibly unpack these things uh, another time. For example, this one billion rand to attract tourists to South Africa. Uh, Johan Rupert's got advice on that. I would love to have, have heard your take on it, but uh, as I mentioned, we have run out of time and uh, we've got to call it a day. Jan, uh, thanks very much for joining us. As always, 
and giving us uh, an update on those two issues that we discussed uh, previously. Jan Vermeulen, editor of My Broadband. Uh,